Well, sounds, uh, good, good evening, everybody, across the uh, seas that we call the USA, Canada, all over the world. And I'm going to introduce my special guest host. And this is Cameron Live on BBS Radio Network and iHeart Radio. So everyone's listening. We're on iHeart. We're excited. Anyway, uh, real quick, we're going to give out our, our phone number, which, which are, which is... Uh, we have a uh, toll-free number, which I'm looking for, as I'm talking and talking, and uh, we will give that out right now. It is 323-744-4831. Once again, 323-744-4831. Cameron live every Friday night from 8 to 9. And I want to introduce uh, my special co-host, and I'm happy to have her every week that I can get her. Uh, is um, Bernadette de Gabriel. She's a life coach, uh, instructor in Austin, Texas. So we're we're glad to have you, and it was wonderful yeah. last week we had you. And and tonight we're going we're going to talk about all different things yeah, in the news. And I wanted to let people know about some news things that have been going on. Um, now there has been, uh, you know, with the situation with the election. Now Trump has been a bully, and what he did. He told Lockheed to keep open a Pennsylvania plant, slave foreclosure. And the reason why they're closing it is that they don't have room to build the um, helicopter, the Sikorsky S-92 and S-76D helicopter. So what he did was said he threatened them with funds and everything. And, Mr. President, I wouldn't be doing that in an election year. If these folks want to, you know, uh, build their helicopter in Washington or wherever, that's what it is. But uh, don't threaten them for leaving Pennsylvania, right? That's crazy, crazy stuff. It's mode since the beginning. I mean, we we have to know this by now. Oh you yeah, know? definitely, definitely. And the then, mode of operation. Oh my geez. <laughs> yeah, he 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 is he is what we call loco in the cabeza, crazy in the head. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that that's a pretty good analogy of him. Anyway, the tension are flying over the oil tanker, uh, attacks as U.S. releases video showing the Iranian a patrol boat near one of our vessels. And first of all, he wants a war. We don't want a war. Let him go in the war. And the problem with Iran right now is if you put all these uh, sanctions on Iran, uh, they can't, you know, people can't uh, buy food, can't buy different things. And what he's doing is instead of talking with them, why not talk with Iran instead of putting sanctions on them? And all you're doing with Iran is you're making them uh, go to the uh, other countries that are the guerrilla countries and may, and have them uh, go against the United States and do crazy things. So that's what he's been doing. And he's been talking about this all week along with a thing where he would get information, dirt on things, and he would use it, which is crazy. No president in their right mind would do that. So he, he's been, you heard it on the news. It was crazy stuff this week. I couldn't believe half the things he did, you know. And he's not, wow. he doesn't think things through. And I think, I think he needs to be replaced. We, we've talked about it before. He needs to be replaced. And it's just really bad when you have a president that's uh, making everyone feel, you know, he, he's just a crazy, crazy situation where he's making people feel that they're in the wrong. No, he's in the wrong. 
you know? Right. And, right. and it's just a crazy situation. Other, we're going to give you the news real quick, and that way people will know what's happening. And according to the BBC, BBC America, and we're going to give you the news, what they said, uh, the important news stories. And they said, Trump retreats on election meddling remarks. He said he would, of course, refer to the FBI any offer of information about a political rival. Well, the other day he said he'd take anything from any country on a political rival. And, you know, this is, if the guy can't run on his record, which we know he can't, why even go there, you know? So that goes back to what we were talking about. And then, of course, the war, the Raptors beat the Warriors last night. It won their first NBA title for for Toronto. Is that cool? Oh boy! That's yeah, awesome. they, they, that's awesome thing. And then also to the fans. Oh yeah, and then Leonard Cohen, uh, a, a singer who died last year, he his letters went went uh, at Christie's in New York. They sold for eight hundred seventy-six thousand. He was a famous wow. uh, songwriter. And then we want to uh, we want to salute the Gay Pride Week. They had a lot of stuff going on in Los Angeles during yeah. the weekend last weekend. They had a, a float, and they had the Donald uh, Donald Trump float, which they couldn't fit in because he's big. <laughs> it was a crazy thing. <laughs> oh, no, crazy, that's so funny. Thing. It is. They couldn't fit it in. And then Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, went back to New York to say he did not grope this young lady. So we don't know what the truth is. That's still pending. That oh, was geez. yesterday. Yeah, I'm telling you, this country crazy stuff. And then uh, Sarah Sanders is gone. And she lied every news conference. I've never seen anyone lie about stories, you know. It was really, really crazy stuff. She couldn't tell the truth if her life depended on it. And she's quote-unquote a born-again Christian. She would always, uh, Her father, uh, you know, uh, who, ran, who ran for governor of Arkansas, to me, that tells you one thing. That when they say stuff and it's not true, it isn't true, you know? It's really crazy yeah. stuff. And the Pope today said we need to get back to uh, climate change. If we don't, he said we're going to destroy the world. And that's what he said today. Oh. And one other word we're going to say, we get people involved, is that, uh, uh, and I, I forgot what the story was. We'll give you entertainment and arts. There's so much stuff going on. Uh let me see. Let me get this. Oh, yeah, Mexican telenovela star died. She's only 54. She died of cancer. Her name was Edith Gonzalez. And if you ever oh, watched... No. Yeah, she was on all these soap operas that would come from Mexico, and she was a phenomenal actress, and she did a lot of a lot of stuff. She tried to cross over to the United States, and she died. She was only 54. God. Wow. That's just uh, uh, amazing. Amazing, amazing stuff. And last, lastly, uh, Chase star Paul Sinka announced today he has Parkinson's. So he says, Aww. I will fight this with every breath I have. And the comedian, after revealing, he has the illness. And it's tough with Parkinson's because uh, I know Muhammad Ali had it. I know uh, Jesse Jackson has it. And it's a very, you Doesn't know. Doesn't Michael uh, J. Fox have it, too? Michael J. Fox has it, too. You're right. 
And it's yeah. a horrible, horrible disease. And and what we want to say is uh, it's just a horrible thing. Maybe one day they'll come out with a cure. Maybe one day. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, we surround him with universal love and support and all of That's the healing it. that he allows into his body. Right. So, yeah, we're just going to send out that healing energy. Healing of love. And what you said last time is true because we need to do more healing of love and all the negativities that we face in this world. We have to surround ourselves with love. That's for sure. That's right. And that's the energy we need to be sending towards them as as opposed to the the pity and the sorrow, sending the love and and the healing and the universal support. So we're behind you all who who suffer. We're going to send it to you all. Well, you're right because if, you know, we need... Like all these uh, tragedies in the world, love is love captures all, you know, and that's what the whole thing's about. Love captures all. Absolutely, anyway, it's if, the strongest energy there is, by the way. Well, oh yes, it is, and and in the negative tone of things, uh, a preacher, I, I forget where he is, but he said something stupid. Uh, he said that that uh, the LGBTQ people. Um, what did he say? It was real queer, uh, that they should be executed. What is he crazy? He uh, what? yeah, he's a Tennessee. Uh, and what they did, detectives under review uh, to maybe round him up and his church members, and uh, for what he said, he created a big commotion. And then transgender people in Texas are taking matters in their own hands. You you know about that? About that well, subject. No, but isn't that a, a terroristic threat, basically? Yeah, that, that is. Is as a terroristic threat? You are right. So shouldn't he be, shouldn't he be, um, you know, taken in for questioning? Because doesn't that violate some constitutional rights? That, yes, it does, because he was threatening people, and he, he and, and that is, that you are absolutely correct. Absolutely, because it is. And then uh, the Texas thing I wanted to, over real quick is Texas has repeatedly chosen to not protect transgender people so they've taken matters in their own hands. Come on, Texas. Uh, I'll read the story to you uh, real quick. Transgender woman found dead weeks after she was assaulted. And Texas Representative Garrett Coleman has tried to change the state's hate crime law every legislative session since 2007 to add protections for transgender people. Now, he had little hope that 2009 would be any different in the Republican-controlled legislature. That's where the people got to vote and get these, get, get all these uh, people that are not willing. you got to vote them out. And, but with more headlines drawing attention to violence against transgender people, it felt as urgent as ever to try. So if something's right, you have to keep trying to do it until you get, it gets done. And by following those bills over Absolutely. the years. Absolutely, yeah, because is, by, by setting our attention and, and our focus in a certain area, builds the momentum to be able to create right. the change that's necessary for it. So we do. And this woman, uh, a booker, who, who, uh, who died, why couldn't she be allowed to be uh, set free instead of be put in jail? You know, and, and we need, you know, we need to talk to Texas, we need to talk to Oklahoma, we need to talk to New Mexico on having, you know, LGBT rights and, you know, and, and yeah. allow people to be free. 
That's what we need to do. And you know, the pe- people to... that don't want it are threatened because of religion, and that has nothing to do with religion. If that people want it. to be whoever they are, allow it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. That's the pro- that's the, and that's what the whole LG, you know, with the uh, with the uh, uh, thing in Hollywood talked about it. It was really interesting that this comes about. And and Texas, I we love you, but we need you to step up the plate. And you know what's you, really great is that we have some really wonderful political individuals that are stepping up, who are right. of a collective mindset and a conscious awareness that are really diligently running campaigns right now. And I believe that here very, very soon we're going to see a shift in the in the political arena and we're going to see empowered people with you know, with the with the with the mindset of um, collective consciousness and unity right. are going to be more and more prevalent in our government system, and I think that that's what is so entirely necessary. And I'm really excited to see this unfold. I'm excited you're talking about it because it needs to, uh, you know, what they say, you know, we have to come together as a, uh, people, and whoever is whatever they believe and whatever they go, we have to be open to it, and can't can't have uh, what happened at Stone. Stonewall some 50 years ago or 60 years ago and it has to end. Let's people be whoever they want to be and we and that's it. We can't tell them what they do is wrong because who knows what's wrong, you know? And the thing yeah. is, let them be free. Well, I agree with you and and that that's very interesting. Now I have a question for you. Question okay. For you now. now your next seminar, did you have a date set? I do, July 20th. You know, I try to people. Yep. Uh, I'm going to see if I could go to because I haven't gone anywhere because of the, you know, with the with the change with the, the radio station and everything. But what I'm going to do is I'd like to go. Maybe we'll go to we go to Austin and we'll make an appointment. And the 20th is coming uh, before we know it. It's quick. Yeah. Hey, time flies. Yeah. Time flies. And have Isn't fun. But you know yeah, that brings is. me to the thought of my week. None is that we're really losing the concept of our time, which is why, you know, it seems to be going so quickly. But as we ascend, as we shed the toxic layers and as we begin to shift our limiting mindsets and and become more of the lighter beings that we are, right. we are losing... Oh. You, Danny? Okay, hi, Danny. Hey, everybody. Bernadette. Oh, Cameron. hi, Danny. Hi. Oh, this is Danny. Danny Cruz, our UFO good fighter. Good. He, he's our. Good to he's have. Our, good uh, to be here. Thank well, good to good to have you. We're always we always like to have you. And Danny's going to tell us more about skunk work, and he's going to talk about other issues in the UFO world. By the way, did you guys see the the uh, they had a UFO land in Colorado, and it was oh, dancing no, I around. Didn't see it. Yeah, it was in the. Um, in our local news in LA, they had this—they had this UFO uh, land and was dancing around, and they said that people were were very curious and it was real and to the point and it was it brought it was a lot of light towards it and to me I think we're ready for the UFO uh, going to be coming one and one with people 
I, I have a really good feeling it's happening. You know, they're, they're coming close yeah. and closer. And that was one. It was on, um, I want to say, uh, ABC News. They had a whole thing on it. It was very really interesting. And uh, one other thing I was going to say is uh, another story that was kind of kind of crazy. You know, uh-huh. it was a really crazy story in the news. I'll get to it in a second here. Um, oh, it was about the, uh, oh, God, it was right in the, I just had the tip of my tongue. But uh, there's another interesting story regarding this uh, a lady that uh, is missing. And her husband and her husband uh, buried her like in a in a park round. It was, it was in the news. Yeah, he he killed her, and they uh, and they couldn't find her for many weeks. They found her in a park round in Connecticut. It was a very oh weird goodness. story. Yeah, really weird story. But that that was out today. Now in the UFO world, we talked about the the being that came out. Uh, you got uh, there was another thing that happened where uh, the U.S. Air Force they couldn't launch some missiles because of the um, you know like I said of the UFOs. So that's going to be an interesting. Yeah, they were thing. showing their prowess. They show their prowess near the military the bases. They come down really close to where the security is at, and uh, right. they shut down the the missile launches. Yeah, that's that's true. That's what they've been known to do. Right, but and, and you and you can't you can't blame them because they because of the nuclear age and what it brings. It brings a lot of you know. Once you get nuclear, you're done. You're done for a long time, and society's done. So I think the nuclear weapons attract them. The the yeah. missiles, the nuclear weapon testing attracted the UFOs to Roswell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, They're definitely. The reasons why you know they came around and they were shot down. Basically, they lost control with the radiation. Right. Oh, I agree with you. But uh, so you know, I have I, a, I have this update, Cameron. Yeah, give I me an to update, update on skunk work. Danny's going to talk about yes. skunk work. So go ahead. You got the floor. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I want no to problem. remind our guests a little bit about skunk works. It's in Palmdale. It's a part of Lockheed Martin. And uh, they've uh-huh. been around for quite some time. They're a space and defense company, and uh, they contract their technology with the government. And um, right now, um, it was back in 2018, in the early part of the year, that I got in touch with Skunk Works. It was just shortly after Edwards Air Force Base's chief of security, uh-huh. and chief of security of Area 51, T.J. Turner, informed me after I told him that uh, Mr. Berg, the Diplomat of Los Angeles, the president of my company, had uh-huh. told me that the flying saucer, yeah, he told me the flying saucer that you saw, Danny, was ours. We built them. He said, look at the running lights. Why would aliens need running lights? They're green and blinking. Right. That's um, true. And so he worked on the flying saucer program, and I told TJ this. I said, TJ, Joseph Berg just told me that the flying saucer I saw was ours. And he said, no, he didn't. I said, yes, he did. He said, hold on one second. And I hear the beeping on the door. He was locking the door to make sure he was safe inside uh-huh. his office. And that's when he told me, Danny, I have something to tell you, that the Skunk Works has a fully operational flying saucer program, and it's based wow. in Area 51. And uh, from that point on, I, I turned my, I went from having a UFO sighting, what you call an unidentified flying object, and I had information added to it, which is very unusual. Uh, uh-huh. We look for 
for the bits of information that they leave behind as evidence, well, this is the best evidence whatsoever anybody can get is to be able to have it identified for you. Now, if the government identified the flying saucer for me, and so now it's considered an IFO with them, an identified flying object uh, that was just 10 feet above my head on July 19th of 2013 in Covina, where it happens to be the old uh, old uh, city of in the location where Stunkworks was was based in. It was uh, Stunkworks was based in Covina back in the 80s, so it was flying over its old home hometown. And just over my head in broad daylight on uh, July 19, 2013, around 3 p.m., I had it uh, investigated by Aerial Phenomenon Investigation Team, and uh, they embossed the video and they highlighted the flying saucer in the background in the in the sky. But um, back to back to Skunkworks. Skunkworks. Uh, when I called them, I I spoke to Operator Four. That's all they do is give their names. They don't give their names as operators. They give their numbers. Right. And so I. I yeah, so I spoke to the operator four, and I, I told her, I said, I've just been uh, disclosed information about the flying saucer program that Skunk Works has with uh, Area 51 by the chief of security of Area 51. And she said, hold on one second. So she put me on hold, and just a short time after, she said, I'm going to transfer you to our legal department right now. So um, wow. I, I spoke to, yes, yeah, so they moved me up. Yeah, she actually put me into Skunk Works. I got to talk to someone in their legal office, which uh-huh. is hard to do if you don't have a name. So they put me through without a name uh, to talk to this person, and it was a woman. And she had told me, you know, do you mind if I record this conversation? I want you to tell me exactly what you saw, when you saw it, and uh-huh. uh, whatnot. So it was a recorded conversation of uh, my testimony of seeing a flying saucer, just like I just said right now. Uh-huh. And um, I gave the description of it, that it was blue in the center and silver on the top and bottom with a dome off the top with a blinking white light. And um, she took down the T.J. Turner's information. I gave, her, gave them the chief of security of Edwards and Area 51's phone number. And I told them uh, that I'd like to have uh, some communication because of how it's affected my life. You know, you have a, a fully operational Skunk Forks Flying Saucer program coming down into broad in broad daylight over you and you say you see a flying saucer and you're the first one to be called crazy right and, uh, true. So I, was, I was i wanted i wanted some justice uh, uh to be had and uh, i asked them i said what is what are you going to do about how this flying saucer has affected my life and uh, and so they they took that down and and the information they called me a defendant they said um i said they said you're the defendant and I, I did not know exactly why they called me the defendant, since I was the one who was um, possibly victim to psychological uh, operations that keep the flying saucers secret, right. and uh, you know political and economic uh, secrecy to keep it under wraps so there's no private sector flying saucers anywhere. Uh, so I said I was the victim of all of those because my company is a space and defense company with the same technology. Uh-huh. Deep Space Particle Accelerator Corporation was an electrical propulsion system that base, basically flies flying saucers and uses an unknown force of electricity in the universe and uh, helps. Uh, I, I believe I understand a little bit of how these flying saucers work. They work with dielectric material. It's basically a material that moves electricity through it, and uh, it's directed with magnets. And so I'm thinking that part of the flying saucer, the way they make it, 
uh, runs on about 440 amps of, ele- of electricity, and wow. uh, it moves through this material and it ionizes. It emits, it ionizes um, positive ions, and so you have that mm-hmm. electron flow and the positive ion flow exchanging en- energy. It's like a capacitor, and uh, it's directed by the magnet. And so I, uh, that's a little bit about the technology that I was selling that flies flying saucers and also teleports objects, which I which Edwards Air Force Base gave me disclosure on the teleportation technology they have as That's well. That's interesting based that on they were open to do that because, you know, with I think now what you brought up is I think now a lot of those government agencies are going to be very open because of what's been right. happening, you know, where, where they're seeing UFOs appear. And, and well, I I'm think doing my work, Cameron. Uh, Cameron, yeah, I just sorry you to interrupt you. I, I, I sent in a FOIA request to the Central Intelligence Agency telling them T.J. Turner's name, telephone number, that right. he disclosed the Flying Saucer Program, and it right. was Skunk Works. And so I just sent in a FOIA request to the CIA. They said they have received my FOIA request, and they're going to be doing some investigation right. into, uh, into that program. If they can just declassify it, that would be great. To, because it's already been it's already been declassified to me. It's already been mm-hmm. distributed. That information has been distributed from a very high-ranking official to me. It's like a, a project being distributed. There's a distribution list, and so right. I'm one of those people that it's been distributed to that that disclosure information about flying saucers and teleportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I, I know that there's a lot of work uh, going into keeping the secrecy, like you said. Go on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, that's okay. That's that's what the show's about. We want you to tell what what you're feeling, what's going on, and uh, you know, like I said, Ber- uh, Bernadette's steering it, and he he did a good job. He, uh, Danny, he, he he you know because this was the technology, still is of the day because the skunk work brought about uh, the you know that big plane that we always see the stuck bomber came from. Yes, yeah, so the Blackbird. The Blackbird, yeah, it came from Skunk. And I saw, you know, like, uh, the first time I saw it was at Edwards. And uh, it's funny, I got a call from Edwards today. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I I think what you're doing, Danny, is great because you're opening up the puzzle. And as the puzzle gets open, then people will realize that there's a lot of things happening. Did he, now, has he talked about Area 51? BNA. Yes, he he told me personally that he was uh, he didn't tell me much about Area 51. He did right, tell me a little science. bit about some policy. He told me that the, there are the collections of scientists they hold from Russia, Japan, and Israel, and China there to help them understand this technology. American scientists still haven't uh, understood this completely. They have the help uh-huh. of scientists from other countries uh, backing them up, and so it's a it's a shame on American scientists for having it. Uh, completely controlled by the military for uh-huh. America's use only, while at the same time they are still unable to understand it. So we're, they're children. They're basically like right. children right. holding on to this a magnificent device, this tool for uh, space uh-huh. to do space exploration with. And they don't have the, the understanding and know-how as to how the unknown forces that drive this propulsion system works still they they have right. they rely strictly on the scientists and collections and uh from the past the super scientists from the nazis i'm sure had a lot to do with america's 
advancement in the technology and the yeah, because because that's what Hitler wanted to do. He wanted to get into, uh, you know, he had that certain plane he had, had the Bell, the Bell, and, and the certain, Bell. certain people yeah. said um, that you know they've seen that plane in Europe uh, 30 years ago, and that it it, it still rings today. You know, and by the way, Area 51, I went there about a couple of years ago, and we got as far as the signs. They have signs there that said that um, they'll shoot you if you go on the government property. So that's very interesting, you, because I think it was from when Eisenhower was president. You know, they had. Oh. Yeah, and you know about that. That's your area. Yes. Oh, I just, I just received a letter from the CIA, Cameron, about that FOIA request about President Eisenhower's assassination attempt uh-huh. on Lowry Air Force Base in 1954. The CIA uh, took my request, and they sent me a letter of acknowledgement uh, to start off the investigation process. They said, this is a letter of acknowledgement of your request for information about the 1954 assassination attempt on President Eisenhower, which has been kept a secret uh, for 65 years. They still haven't let out the name of the assassin would-be assassin, and uh, it's been wow. very under wraps. They it's shrouded in mystery because there was an infiltrator, either from our homeland or from a foreign uh, government, that came so close to President Eisenhower as to take his life almost. And right. it was my grandfather that tackled him with one other of the Secret Service airmen and arrested him. So I've been disclosed from my family that it was a tackle situation. There was an actual person involved uh-huh. who tried to assassinate the president, and he was arrested um, but Eisenhower, it goes back to Eisenhower, like you said, Area 51, he had a couple things going on. He said that he would send in the military, his army, if they didn't tell him what was inside of it. And he also right. uh, is said to have made uh, uh, one-on-one contact with uh, these other beings, uh, and, they, and those other beings were said to have exchanged their technology and know-how right. for permission to experiment on an American. And so you have these abductions happening in America or these cow mutilations or scientific or, experiments or what, going on. Or what they on. do is they do the, uh, you know, the abductions in the person's home. I've had that happen, as you know. I I've know. Had, you, you I've have, had that they happen come through the, the screen door. And, and what they do, every time they come in and you know it's them, the skin, and you've seen it on my body, where it looks like it's I've pink. seen the marks. Yeah, yeah marks I saw the scars. Over. And why would they want, you know, what I never understand, why would they want someone like me? I have nothing to withhold, you know? And that's what I always wonder. Well, I, I think that it's a, we definitely, you might be protected by a ring of people in a small group that's protecting right. you from them doing harm to you because they haven't harmed you. They're just right. experimenting on you. But I think that the other beings that do fly these craft, whether they be other human beings, with supernatural superpowers that have developed, like the Nazis were doing uh, investigations and research into superpowers, just like the Russians and the Americans do uh-huh. with uh, the natural uh, gifts of teleportation, telekinesis, telepathy, clairvoyance, precognition, remote viewing, all of these superpowers. Now, this is another thing. Uh, uh, Chief of Security T.J. Turner told me a little bit about superpowers and the policy that the Air Force has about people in the Air Force with superpowers. He said, it's our policy if you have a superpower ability uh, to share it with the rest of the, the staff so that they right. can also learn how to do it as well. So 
they're 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 at the same time they have the technological knowledge of these superpowers. Their superpowers right. are being emulated by technology. People who teleport with the power of their mind, like Uri Geller or Remote View, or uh, uh, are doing the same uh, as what the laser systems are doing. They're, they're the laser systems are teleporting objects from one place to another, and these people are able to teleport objects from one place to another, and even teleport themselves. Um, and they they were also studying a group of um, the DOD was studying a small group of very credible witnesses testifying to teleportation to and from the craft. And uh-huh. So these craft, these these unidentified flying objects for the people who have never been informed or disclosed, uh-huh. tend to have a, a a phenomenon of teleportation uh, with the people who are being taken up into them and being replaced back down on Earth. And so um, you have these unnatural phenomenons because you have them using laser technology uh, right. for a, to recreate a natural phenomenon that of the human mind. So right. when they use the technology, it's an unnatural event that's happening, but it, it really coincides with the natural cosmic consciousness that is in all of us. We Now, that's another thing he said as well. He said the... The cosmic consciousness is in all people, just some people are more tuned into it than others. So it's those people who have the, like Bernadette, to tune into the your conscious powers to do these things. Uh-huh. Um, it's your ability to do that that makes you able to teach the rest of them that are not so much in touch with that. So he said that's another policy, and I'm sure that deals with Area 51 personnel. Um, I, I was with uh, Area One Fifty Area Fifty One personnel. His name is Herb, and he uh-huh. drove me up to Edwards Air Force Base, and we signed into security, but his sponsor wasn't there to pick us up at the gate, so we didn't get the clearance that day. But when I was sitting at, at breakfast with him before we drove up to Edwards from Laverne, California, um, I saw him telekinetically move his coffee cup with his hand. Wow. It just slid across the table. So this Area Fifty One personnel. Um, he, as a former employee, had the telekinetic abilities, and he had lots of information, lots of stories on flying saucers and laser systems that they had. Uh-huh. He just—he was filling me in on a lot of stuff. It was a really amazing trip. Well, you uh, know, you know what? There what you, what you say telekinesiology. Tell, tell what what that is, because some of our listeners don't know. Okay. Well, telekinesis is a form of moving an object that's uh, typically small. Um, a short distance with your mind. Say, for instance, you're at a pool hall and you're at a pool table and you focus on a, one of the pool balls and you move it with your mind to a better position for yourself. That's, gotcha. a, that's, a, that's, that's an event of telekinesis. But we have psychokinesis, which is the macro, larger scale um, movement. It, it's not a direct movement. It's a movement that moves an object to the fifth dimension. It goes through right. all barriers and can pass all walls. And uh, and so these the human mind is capable of grasping this object and pushing it through the fifth dimension, um, and also harnessing the body itself and and all of its abundance with all of its cells without disrupting any of the information or deforming it with uh, some catastrophic um, uh, misplacement of a body part. It's in perfect uh-huh. harmony with the person. It doesn't. Uh, you tend not to feel anything at all. Uh-huh. Um, there's just, nothing really comes over you when it happens. It's almost like in a blink of an eye, 
you're one place and then you are in another and it's it's through the fifth dimension so you actually are not traveling along a line a straight line of any sort like the telekinesis does telekinesis uh-huh. is a, traveling a short distance on a straight line with some coordinate but psychokinesis is a much broader ability where you can go beyond moving in a straight line and go through the fifth dimension and right. uh, appear and and reappear and uh, I'm thinking time travel Cameron I I really have a I think, I think you're right, because these... time travel would be one where people have appeared and they've gone to another dementia, you know. Isn't that interesting, Bernadette, what goes on? What? It's just, uh, what Danny was saying is that we see things, you know, the mind sees things one way, but it, it goes to another realm of the human being, you know. Like, for example, when, you, when, I, was in, when I was in Area 51, what I noticed was there was... Um, it was it was an object that was moving, and I think I told you about it. It looked like a pyramid, and what happened was it was like going against the car, and all I saw was this uh, uh, pyramid move. And I'm going, what what happened with the pyramid? You know, it was just strange, and then you never saw. And then the pyramid was gone. Very interesting. You know, real quick, I want to just add something while we're talking sure. about this, and. Sure. And what I was, what I started saying earlier about, you know, timelines, is that right now during the ascension process, I mean, we are transitioning and we have transitioned now onto the gateway into the bridge, which right. is the fourth day. So, you know, we can still be present in the third dimension. We and we can and we can access fifth dimension. But being where we are in our process in the 4D, what that uh-huh. means for us is that. We are shedding. We are shedding our, our layers, right? We're, uh-huh. we're lightening. We're lightening our bodies, and so we're able right. now to to see intersecting timelines and intersecting dimensions, which is why it's much easier for us to see the UFOs are present where normally right. they would have been present as well, but we were not aware enough or conscious enough to recognize their existence. Right. And That's now true. that we are where we are along the bridge. We're now accessing this. We're able to see because those of us who want to see, who choose to see, because we've elevated our vibration enough and we realize that we are in the transitionary period, we are, our awareness, our consciousness is allowing us to see more of what is present around us. Right. And That's amazing, that Bernadette. Is, I was just thinking about remote viewing today and how remote viewing can, if I was thinking back to just along the same lines as you just explained, um, I was thinking to myself, if I were to go back in time, back to where I teleported uh, for the first time, I spent 10 years before I went back to that location uh, contemplating on the uh, temporal geographic knowledge uh-huh. that I gained by teleporting there in the first place. And I meditated on it every day. And so I was, I was just imagining, if, imagine this, if remote viewing could possibly have shown me uh, the future in a very specific way that the awareness, when I went there, I used to think about this every day for 10 years, this spot. It was in my meditations, in my reading of philosophy, theology, history. There's a golden thread of obtaining uh, temporal geographic knowledge from teleportation and then losing it by teleporting back. So losing it to your five senses, but experiencing it for a brief moment. Um, If I could have just remote viewed that in the future, after I teleported, I would actually see a flying saucer, and that flying saucers are actually going to be identifiable now, and that after that, a time travel experience would happen. And so I was just imagining the remote viewing of these 
timeline, if my mind could have possibly, while I was contemplating those 10 years, what my mind, what I would have been able to see, what those layers of events would have been like and how my mind uh-huh. would have just... And you know, and you know what's amazing about all of all that? those things are. What's amazing with all of that, Danny, is that because all timelines are running simultaneously, past, present, future, we can access that and go back to that and relive or, or re-experience that experience, reawaken that experience. I'm trying to do that. Just, Actually, Bernadette, yeah. you're reading my mind right now because I'm trying to do that right now is go back in time, remote viewing. I'm trying to, you're reading my mind, absolutely, Bernadette. I'm trying to remote view back into the past and try and find those symbols that come to mind of awareness. Those, those, how is the mind going to be? Okay. How does remote viewing and clairvoyance uh, see awareness? So the first thing, the first thing that, so, so take try out of the equation. You are in process right, okay. of, you are in process of, because that, and it does a psychological thing for you to create the movement, right? So you're creating movement right. in the direction you want to go. You are in the process of, and you're putting the intention behind it, which, which generates uh, momentum, right? which then right. assists you in attracting that or manifesting into your reality what you want. And so what right. you want is to be able to access that, and so that is it, what you are in the process of. So it's just a shift of... Absolutely. Uh, Thank just, you, you know. for correcting me. I appreciate that dynamic, you're uh, no, that's, you know, that dynamo you know what, of information. You know, what, what Bernadette's doing is she's allowing you to go to, an, you know, to connect to another sphere. Because, see, what happens is, like I was explaining going to Area 51, what happened in Area 51 was, you know, you, you see things you can't believe it's tr- real, but it's real. You know, like I saw this um, object move, and I didn't know why it was moving, and it was, and it was shaped. You can see, uh, you know, aliens are, um, you know, they move very fast, you know, with the, uh, of, of where they're from. And, uh, you know, like Jose told us, you can't expect it to be in real time. Remember? It, it, and oh. that's how it is. Yeah, when Jose was alive, he said that some of the play- things are like in real time, you know. You that's don't, enlightening. Yeah, enlightening. You don't realize it because of where, where you're at, you know. And, yeah. and by the way, the alien that appeared towards the picture was in Colorado. It was in um, oh, okay. near Denver. Uh, and that's one more thing I just wanted to touch on real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sure. reminding me. Sure, that's all right. Is that you mentioned earlier about there must be um, some some forces that protect us. And I want to say that, yes, oh, there yeah. are. We are very protected. There is a galactic a teams, teams mm-hmm. plural, that are um, sanctioned, right, uh-huh. to watch over us on this planet, especially now during our ascension process, because we are limited in our time, not to scare anybody because that really doesn't generate anything positive, but we it, it's happening no matter what, so everybody just needs right. to calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's true. true. <laughs> right, but they're sanctioned to to protect us and not allow because, you know, but there's a lot to it, and I'm not going to get into it, all of it, you know, right now because it right. really is um, extensive and deep. But, um, I do believe that's true, Bernadette. I was just—we were just mentioning this to Cameron about being protected by uh, these other beings uh, experimenting on him. They don't go as far as taking his life, 
kind of like treat him yeah. like the servant Job in the Bible. Uh, all the way right. they could possibly take and, away everything in a person's life but not kill them. But, but, but those and, sanctions and, limits, those, they have sanctions. They're sanctioned to protect, and I also think that they're very protective over those lines not being crossed. And so Cameron yeah, may have true. been experimented on, but they were protected to, he was protected to a point of not being killed. Absolutely. Yeah, and true. another thing true. to consider is that, you know, we contract with different entities and entities and energies to do certain things. So as humans and in this experience that we chose to live right now, we chose, we, we blueprinted this whole experience out for a reason and we made contractual arrangements with other entities, other beings in order to assist us along the path of experience. And so what happens is, is that, you know, we're not aware of every contract we make, but every, every interaction we have is contracted to some, to some degree. And right. so the abductions and those people who have had extraterrestrial experiences have contracted these experiences for whatever reason. And these, these experiences were contracted because, you know, we are, are it's, it's all in the name of evolution, soul growth, and experience. So oh, yeah, we're, we, we take back from it the fear aspect, but that's only because that is the mind taking over and, and the human nature of it taking right. over, but our light bodies understand what it, exactly what's going on. And, mm-hmm. and so there's, there's nothing to be feared um, in these interactions because right. you're not going to be harmed. You're protected. These well, are entities and I energies think, that I, you have contracted Bernadette. with, and so it's all in alignment. Right. Bernadette, yeah, I have it, this thought on... Definitely. Uh, true. I have this thought on um, personifying space and time and infinity and the light and the darkness and uh, everything and more about them being personified as as uh, droids, basically the, the, one, the beings. I consider space to be a being, an entity with consciousness, I consider time as well, and that they work together to have made this possible for us, that they, they've cut out a little space in, in, in part of their space and time where we're just fit in to live out our story, as, as you were saying, of um, what we planned on. But making these contracts with other beings, I'm thinking that there are possibly uh, other beings such as space and time and infinity and light and darkness and and meaning right. that these are also uh, entities as well that are contracted, we could possibly be contracting with, that they're on a whole other scale of consciousness where they are um, just inf- almost infinite and more, um, and there are many of them, that there are, not, there are not just one, there's not just one particular entity that is infinite, but there are many of them many acting as streams that are, are bringing, they're acting as streams of water bringing down the coming down from the mountain basically leading leading down to planet earth where we are and um basically um having a connection to all these uh, what we call physical space and and time direction a lot one dimension of direction and time uh and actually more encompassing as a spirit you know that in, that can be embodied <laughs> mm-hmm yeah I'm yeah, sorry. It's just a thought out there. It's just a story. I'm just making up a story, of course, but it's the personification of these things that gets me thinking about what if these 
physical entities of space and time and light are actually could actually be personified and what if, what is the story uh-huh. behind how they all work together and how they how we interact with them and how we come up to be uh, part of them uh, one day up in heaven when we're out of this life and in our new bodies um, it's just a story to kind of help guide guide me through the universe and help me understand it differently but I think that it falls right in, under the same un, under the same lines uh-huh. as what you're saying burned at these contracts and I just thought you know we have the we have the grays we have the blues we have the insectoids uh, we have uh, the humanoids that look just like us but I, they're, they're limited they're they're very limited in the, their potential compared to expanding our our uh, story of other being to these physical entities, uh, these physical space yeah. and time and and whatnot, and I just imagine personifying them and as spirits as well, and uh, it really gets me in tune with space and time and infinity and white light that shines. It really uh, is more of a spiritual side of of the physical part of of what we're experiencing. Uh, we, oh, even yeah, just recapping on what you just said about all of those different entities, if you just look at our planet, our planet acting as the dumping planet for many other planets and galaxies where, you know, uh-huh. certain certain percentage of those galaxies and planets were deposited here, you know, also to assist uh, uh, in the project of evolution and growth, right, that, you know, you're talking about the insectoids, we see evidence of that already here you know um, other beings grays and and darks and and, you know uh, reptilians and all of that we see remnants already of of those species and beings here they're present already so we're already coexisting we just weren't aware that we were coexisting like you said we're Um, just unaware of their being and we don't get to see them quite as often as we'd like Right. Well, you know, well, you know we don't recognize them necessarily. No, you know when you guys were talking about it, my uh, I have a big dog. She jumped on my lap. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> uh-huh. on my lap. Hey there, pooch. She knows. Uh-huh. They know. Definitely. Definitely. They're yeah, very. So. I mean, they're they're a part of it too. They they were yeah. also deposited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And through interbreeding, they've created more. But you know, it's really beautiful if you look at, at the at the composition of right. where we inhabit. It's absolutely beautiful and amazing. Amazing. Anyway, real quick, uh we've got we got five minutes more to the show tonight. And what I was gonna mention, we uh we want to wish all the fathers a happy Father's Day. It's coming yeah. Sunday. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's, happy Father's Day. Day. And you're Danny, a father to me, Cameron. So uh, happy Father's well, Day from you're my your child. Adopted. Adopted. <laughs> right, exactly. You're a very good influence. You're a very positive force in my life. Well, what I was going to tell folks is that, you know, for years we go to Robin Hood, you know, we, to eat, English place. They're going to have a special for Father's Day. And what they're going to have, uh, I'm going to look them up real quick. I promised her I'd, I'd talk about it. Robin Hood, uh, you know, uh, British food. Restaurant. We we used to go there. Remember, we used to go to the pub. Yes, in, uh, absolutely. Oak. I remember. Yeah, with, we're gonna with go Jose. Back there. Yeah, with Jose because we were doing the show not far away from there. But we're we're gonna be doing the show pretty close to there. And I was gonna mention for Father's Day what they're gonna have. They have a special menu for Father's Day. Let's see. 
if she sends it to me on the on a live live gram, they're going to have, uh, of course, they're great lamb chops. You know, they have lamb chops that are phenomenal. They're going to have that for Father's Day, and then they're going to have some, uh, uh, you know, uh, bass, you know, wonderful bass available and some seafood. So if you're looking for a place to go, they have a great. Uh, it's called Pan Roasted Sea Bass. They're going to have, and they're going to have Bistro Filet au Pure, which is a uh, peppercorn with fish. So that's going to be Father's Day this uh, Sunday. I would say make reservations, and that's Robin Hood. And uh, they're going to have, like we said, the uh, grilled lamb chops, pan roasted sea bass, and medallions. So seventeen ninety five. And they have the, of course, special roast beef. They always have. I only have a positive. I have a positive thing to say about Robin Hood. The management and the waiters and waitresses there treat us like royalty, and they are so good. I I really appreciate their service. And uh, yeah, I miss it. Yeah, I miss being able to go out after the show every every Friday. Yeah, we used to go there a lot. Anyway, I was going to mention this, folks. Next week we're going to get in more. We're going to talk about. different festivals coming on and we'll we'll talk about roswell because roswell was a very unique place for jose he was born there and we're going to talk about roswell what does it mean to go to roswell and what why is roswell so special to the ufoologists like jose and other people that we met down the road and steve murillo and other people so we're we're going to talk about that more we're in the process we're in the process bernadette that's it. Yes, we That's are. It. Yes, we uh, are. We are part of that process. Anyway, it's real quick, I wanted to mention what you guys wish everyone you did a Father's Day. What we want to do real quick is uh, next week we'll have a new show. We've got two minutes left, and I'm going to say is I want to thank Danny uh, Cruz for telling us more uh, about, uh, and he has the subject really down where he, you know, it's part of him now, <laughs> and then he's experienced it too. And then we had... Uh, of course, uh, Bernadette de Gabriel, who talked about the different with the grays and everything. So she has that uh, segment down. I got to see a gray in my life, and it was an interesting experience. But when they operate on you, it, it was a weird experience where my arm didn't move. So we'll, we'll talk about that next week. That's another, oh. another show, another topic. Then anyway, we want to thank everyone. Have a wonderful Father's Day. Enjoy your father. And we want to thank Bernadette, D. D. Gabriel. We want to thank Danny Cruz. Thank you all very much. We thank, we thank, thank you, you too, so much Cameron. for having we us. Love everybody. Oh, my pleasure. You we love you, Cameron. We love, we love you, Bernadette. You and we want you all to have and a I wonderful Father's Day. Thank you very much, Bernadette. Thank you very much, Danny. Take care. So much Everyone. love. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Good night.